This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. For a lot of teams, the start of the proverbial second half, and say proverbial because it's actually a few more games have been played than right at the halfway mark. Um, it's kind of like a fresh start. So presumably the Mariners were a little disappointed that their fresh start sort of ended with a big thud uh, with not a great series against the Houston Astros. So let's talk about that. I'm Allison Futter here with Greg Johnson. Yeah, the Mariners, I mean, Greg, you know, I don't want to dump on them too much, but it's been a pretty long time that they haven't really put anything together. But – I have to say, like, Scott Service uh, really summed up the last game against the Astros, the worst game, the, quote, worst game we've played all year. So four errors, five hit into double plays. I mean, no scoring with the bases loaded. So it was just one of those, was it like a kind of a, just a, like a temporary thing, you think, or is this sort of indicative of what's going on with this team? Oh, they haven't been playing great, but this was certainly a, a, an anomaly as far as <laughs> The number of things you can do wrong in one game, I rarely do you see a Major League Baseball game that goes quite that poorly. And, and when they're, they'll obviously want to flush quickly. They, they haven't played well against Houston, and that's been a problem. Uh, they, you know, they went in, I remember uh, July 4th, we rolled into Houston. They were tied with the Astros. Uh, it can be a big series, see if they could kind of make a push, make some uh, make some headway there, and, and they end up getting swept in Houston. And then uh, come out of the All-Star break uh, and got three more against Houston, maybe a chance, and they dropped two or three there. So, They've, you know they're now they're now four games back at Houston uh, in, in third place, and of course Texas uh, running out front there. So you know, it, was, it was a, a series that they wanted to make make a mark in, and, and didn't. Uh, kind of made it the, the wrong way, as you said. And, and Sunday certainly just one of those days. You know they just came out and a couple errors in the first inning. Uh, you know they end up with with four for the game. Could add more. They had a, a fly ball that, that uh, Seth Smith dropped. Or they they called it a sun double, but bounced off of him. So. It's just kind of one of those games. Four, five times the base is loaded, and they're 0 for five. Uh, uh, just, just didn't come up with a big hit when they wanted to, uh, when they needed it, uh, you know. And, and uh, you know, just things kind of spiraled. So it was just, just one of those games they hit into five double plays. As you mentioned, I mean, it's hard to do all these things in one game. And, and when you add them up, you get a manager who says, "Yep, that was uh, that was as bad as we've been," and and we'll flush that one. So. You know, baseball is a funny game. You can come out the next day and things can look different, but that certainly was a was a clunker, and they need to get past it and then move forward. Yeah, I felt kind of bad for Mike Montgomery. Um, you know, I didn't watch uh, the entire game, but it seemed, I mean, terrible defense behind him. It's kind of hard to assess. I mean, his, his stat line didn't look very good, but uh, he probably, well, he had to have pitched a lot better than his numbers would say. I mean, what did you think about uh, just how he kind of fared in that way? Yeah, Mike's done a pretty good job. I mean, they, they put him in a spot start the the last or before the All Star break in Kansas City. He pitched very, very well. He's he's probably been you know if you're, you're picking a guy that's been a, a highlight of this year, kind of a surprise. So he's clearly it. He and Dejo Lee are kind of two guys you'd, you'd look at. And Mike has just been outstanding in the bullpen this year, and they give him a shot to start in Kansas City. He looks very good, and 
they keep him in the rotation again. Uh, and he, I thought he pitched pretty well, and so did Service against the Astros. He just, as we said, didn't get much help. Uh, you know, he's he's, uh, but I think he's going to go back in the bullpen. Interesting situation with the with the uh, rotation. Obviously, and Felix Hernandez coming back uh, on Wednesday against the White Sox, and that's going to be a huge huge lift for this team. Uh, and and Taiwan Walker probably in, uh, another couple weeks away as well. So. I think Montgomery's going to go back, probably go back into that bullpen where he's he's been a stalwart for them and a, a big key as well. So you know they they need to get those pieces back, and certainly Felix coming back is going to be a big one. Uh, you talk about milestones, and I look back, Felix's last start, they were uh, they were nine games over 500 and rolling in first place in the AL West, and things looked awfully rosy. And, and not that it's all been Felix being hurt, but uh, you know since he's been out, obviously they've they've tailspun quite a bit, and and and. Part of it is you just miss that horse at the top of the rotation and a guy that, that saves your bullpen a lot and, and helps everything line up. And uh, they'll definitely be a, a better team when they get King Felix back out there. Yeah, I mean, that has to give him uh, confidence just from making like a push at the end. I mean, they're not falling out of anything in terms of the wild card race and really, I mean, the division race, while um, doesn't look really great, the Rangers are certainly sputtering and they've been sputtering long enough that now we're thinking, okay, is this like – you know, is this something that they can fix or something they may not be able to fix, but that does give the other teams a division hope. And I guess when they look at what they putting themselves all back together, then they would look largely like they did in the April part of May when they were rolling, right? Sure. You get Felix and, and Taiwan Walker as well as he was pitching early. I mean, those, are, those are two studs, and, and uh, Iwakuma's been real good. I mean, he's, he's won 10 games, kind of held, held, things, held the ship afloat a little bit while, uh, while those two guys have been out. So, you, you know, you take those kind of guys out of your rotation, and, and Texas has dealt with it. You know, to their credit, they've they've hit, taken a lot of hits and, and kept on going. So Mariners, uh, you know, need to do that as well. But uh, you know, you, you you do miss anytime you got two guys like that. I mean, it changes things. I mean, they're kind of uh, piecing things together with Wade LeBlanc. They picked up uh, and pitching at AAA, and, and he's started a couple games for him. Done okay. They brought Paxton up, and and uh, you know, he's looked. Impressive with his stuff, but you know things just kind of haven't all clicked for uh, you know putting it all together for wins. Uh, Miley struggled, and and uh, you know they need to get him kind of squared away. So you know, you, you, but you, you bring in two starters uh, like Felix, and, and uh, if we see the same Taiwan Walker that we saw earlier in the year, I mean uh, he, he was the best pitcher they had in the first uh, month and a half of the season. So you know they, they, if they get him back on track and Felix back in there, that certainly changes the complexion of this team starting pitching takes you a long, long way in baseball, and uh, if they get those guys back and keep everybody else healthy, then, then certainly I think they can they can be in the in the mix for a wild card spot if they can uh, get things going. Their offense has been good; it's been it's been solid all year, and, and there's no reason to see that change. Yeah, yeah, I have not given up on them. So on a, on a much happier note at this point, Ken Griffey Jr. going into being inducted in the Hall of Fame in a, a very short amount of time. So you are going to be there. Um, what are you most looking forward to? I mean, this is like a, this is a huge deal, obviously for the uh, for the Mariners organization. Uh, but what is that? How, how are you feeling going into this and being able to cover this very exciting time? Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it, Junior is an incredible, incredible personality and figure, and, and not just in Seattle but across the sport. And and uh, it's gonna be fun. I I think without a doubt, I think everybody that knows Junior is looking forward to his speech. I mean, this is a guy who. Who uh, you know, if he lets his emotions out and just kind of you know, speaks from the heart, I think it's going to be pretty darn good uh, to see what he has to say Sunday. So, looking forward to that. You know, he says he's it's still a work in progress. He says he doesn't have things all 
written down in stone. And, and I'm curious, kind of one of the questions is, is he going to, is he going to just talk or is he going to read it? And I, and, and the hope from a lot of people is he just kind of gets up there and, and talks from the heart and doesn't, doesn't read from a script. Uh, I was talking to Harold Reynolds, uh, a former teammate of his, uh, and a, a good buddy that, that he thinks he's going to just go for it and just, just, just wing it and be himself. And uh, if he does that, it's, he's a pretty entertaining guy. So it's going to be, going to be fun to see that. It just, just to see, you know, junior and, and Mike Piazza on that big stage uh, in Cooperstown, I think, you know, just to be there is a privilege, obviously. And, and to, to lead up to that the chance to, uh, you know, go through all the, the festivities with the, with the Griffies and, and things, uh, their family and things, it'll be a, uh, Quite a weekend in Cooperstown. It's a huge contingent from the Mariners going back. I know the fans as well. Uh, first first Mariner. Randy Johnson went in, and, and obviously he was a big part of Mariner history, but he didn't go in as a Mariner. Uh, Ken going in as the first full-time, uh, you know, real position player, player of it all in, in Mariner history is, is the guy from the Mariners. So that's a big moment in this franchise, and who better to do it than Ken Griffey, Jr.? Yeah, so going into Cooperstown, uh, I know this is your first time. For anybody who has not been, you don't like fly at Cooperstown. You have to fly somewhere else and you have to drive. So, like last year uh, when we went for Biggio, uh, we, we flew into Albany and then drove. Um, you can, I think you can fly into Binghamton. There's a couple other places. Okay, so I want to know your travel schedule. You are going from the furthest, most point in this country uh, to get to Cooperstown. So, this is highly entertaining. So, what does your itinerary look like? I need to know. Where are you, are you connected? Obviously, you've got to be connected somewhere. Where? How long are you going to be flying, and uh, where are you flying into? Yeah, we're going into Albany. I mean, it's, it's, that's with any East Coast trip from Seattle. It's, it's an all-day endeavor, pretty much. I mean, you, you lose it three hours, and you, you get there. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get there at, uh, you know, in the evening in uh, Albany, and I think it's about an hour-and-a-half drive from Albany to, uh, to Cooperstown. But it's, uh, I know, an idyllic uh, area of the country, and, and definitely looking forward to seeing, seeing that part of the you know, upper New York as well, and, and just kind of soaking it all in. Uh, uh, you made that trek last year, as you said, uh, for, for the Bijo, and I think it's going to be an eye-opener for, for all Mariner fans to get out there and, and see <laughs> baseball history and, and uh, take part in all that. Should be a, should be a great time. Is that like a six-hour flight? Yeah, I mean, I think I am connecting, I believe, through Chicago. If I, I have to look it up, but, uh, you know, there's a, it's, I mean, if you'd fly direct from, you know, Seattle to the East Coast, it's, it's Five hours, five and a half, six. Sometimes uh, you get a connector and you add on an extra hour somewhere. But uh, yeah, I mean, you leave early in the morning, get there, it's uh, it's getting toward dark. So it's, uh, that's part of living in Seattle. It's, it's one of the things the Mariners. I think a lot of times, uh, you know, people don't like to talk about it too much, making excuses. But it is something you know, when you talk to players and they the first year in Seattle, they go, man, it, it is a little different traveling here. And if you if you grow up in uh, in Chicago or something, and every flight uh, an hour or two going one direction or the other, or you're on the East Coast, a lot of your flights are on the East Coast. Uh, a little different in Seattle. Not a lot of teams close to uh, Seattle here. And, you know, the closest trip is Oakland for uh, you know, a couple of hours. So, yeah, that's that's part of being in Seattle. It's part of the beauty of it. They got the whole uh, uh, the whole left upper coast uh, is theirs, is their territory, Mariner territory, and that's why a lot of those folks are going to be uh, traveling out there to New York to take part in uh, in the Cooperstown experience. Absolutely. Seattle is well worth it, considering uh, what a beautiful part of the country it is. So, okay. Well, safe travels, Greg. We will look forward to getting a report from you and enjoy the whole thing. And thanks for being on today. We'll talk to you soon. You betcha, Allison. Good talking to you. 
MLB.TV Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.TV Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.TV for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 